Blog Talk Radio. The powerful story of a woman's destiny in blues rock and a band of immigrants who blend music from the Colombian jungle with the New York urban beats and a modern message. Diana Rain and the Meku Sound System join us today, plus a surprise guest. It's Music Friday Live. Stay with us. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email your questions and your comments to Live at gmail.com. And also, I want to welcome our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and the radio affiliates, and to those of you listening to us on Stitcher or on iTunes. If you are listening live and have questions or comments for our guests, call us 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. And if you're listening to a podcast or you have or your or one of the rebroadcasts on the East Coast station, just email your questions to us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we will forward them on. Well, we're supposed to have a surprise guest today, and um, I'm sure that uh, she's going to pop up. Actually, I think I've seen her pop up once and then and then uh, disappear. So we'll see if uh, she pops up. But in the meantime, uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think she's here. Hello there. Is this, uh, is this Amanda Ply, singer-songwriter? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Hi. <laughs> well, I should... I should tell our, our listeners, um, uh, and first of all, I should tell you, speak up a little bit. You're a little bit low, okay? You're, you're, you're okay, sound... what about now? There you go. There you go. Okay, we okay, like we cool. like to hear that. Uh, I recently saw you in uh, West Hollywood, and you were singing um, one of your songs, and it really struck me. This is the, the Car Wash song, and, and I want to play just a little <laughs> bit of it. That that was it's really infectious, and I I just I just had to to get you on the show. You want us to tell us want to tell us the story behind the car wash song? Yeah, it's actually it's pretty simple. I was just going to the car wash, and this song just came to me. I was inspired by I don't know the vacuums of the car wash or something, but I just totally surrendered to the moment, and it doesn't have anything to do with the car wash in the lyrics or the song content or title, but I wrote it at the car wash. So that's kind of a fun nickname of why we can call it the car wash song. Well, it, it's, it's a fun song. So, so what, what's in store for you now? Are, are you a primarily a songwriter or are we going to see you performing live more? Well, I do both. 
I love performing live. I love connecting with people and audiences. So I'm playing again at Bar Lou Beach June 14th for the singer-songwriter night at 8 p.m. sharp. I'm the first one up. So I still do that when I can. But this country song, I envision a male singer tracking it, maybe in Nashville. So I'm just passing it around and, and hoping that somebody picks it up. But until well, then, I'll sing it. <laughs> I hope so, too. And for our, our Southern California listeners, our L.A. listeners, that's uh, Bar Lubitsch is uh, uh, in West Hollywood, and which is where I saw our first time. It's a great little venue. It's a very nice, intimate venue. And it's one of those venues where you listen to the music. There's not a bar in the background with a lot of noise and people running in and out and people talking and that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's a great place uh, to, to hear uh, singer-songwriters like Amanda. Real quick, Amanda, where can people find your music? They can find me on SoundCloud. They can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything is the same. It's just at Amanda, A-M-A-N-D-A, Ply, P is in Peter, L-Y, Amanda Ply. Okay. Well, thank you so much for popping in, and uh, we look forward thank to you. more songs. You know, keep going to car washes. All right. I we will. Have to, uh, we have to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always. And we're back here at Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. And, um, you know, some people sing from their diaphragm, and they fill rooms with soaring sound. And some people sing from their heart, and they fill souls with love and pain. And some people do both, and we call those people talented. And then there are a few people who can do both and play another instrument at the same time, guitar, piano, bass, whatever, with the same power and the same feeling as their voice and their heart conveys. I call these people stars. One of those people is with us today. Diana Rain, blues, rock, guitarist, six-string siren, actress, artist, mom, and very, very much a blues star. Diana, welcome so much to uh, Music Friday Live. Wow, Patrick, thank you so much. You just made me tear up. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sensitive. You got me right there. <laughs> Well, Thank that's, you so much. <laughs> that's how you can write such wonderful music because you are sensitive. And speaking yeah. <laughs> of wonderful music, uh, you've just released your second album, A Long Road. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And, Thank you uh, so much. I understand it has been a long road. You want to tell us a little about the milestones and the bumps that finally led to this album? Uh, sure, yeah. I took I took a break after my first album because I was – Firstly, frustrated with myself that I wasn't playing lead guitar, which was my childhood dream. I was playing rhythm, which is all great, and I still do, but it was my dream to play lead. And I wasn't able to write the music I wanted to write, um, not playing it. Um, And then I also had a vocal polyp that was uh, a challenge that had been with me since before I started singing. so so that was just that was a barrier I couldn't afford to get surgery uh, and it wasn't until I completely lost my voice a couple years later in 2011 that 
that I, I couldn't not do surgery. I had to do surgery. So, um, so I, I got, had that done. And, and then after that, I was scared to sing at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I didn't want it back, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, yeah. So, and then I got pregnant and I had my son and I was like Uber mom. Um, he's the love of my life. And, and there just came one day when he was almost a year old where where I just sat down with myself and I said, okay, I've been doing this for a year now and it feels really good, but I just feel like there's something that's missing and and it's my music. Um, so I made the decision to write a song. And the first song that I wrote was Long Road. And I also made the decision at that point to learn lead guitar the way I always wanted to learn lead guitar. And um, I signed up for lessons and just to keep me accountable, you know, and and I I enlisted (laughs) help from my my parents, from my husband, so that I could carve out four hours every day and and practice. Well, that's a long uh, Almost three and a half years later. That that is a long road, and uh, the album begins with that song. So uh, I think that uh, we should play a little bit of that song. Wonderful. The, the lyrics, I mean, the music and the lyrics there, but the, particularly the lyrics. I went away, so I'd never feel the pain. Life gave me a dream, and then it stole it away like a thief. Um, you were not in a great place when you wrote that song. <laughs> no, I wasn't. That, I wasn't. I, I was, yeah, it was just a tough road. When you don't have your voice, which is so important, um, and it, it's like – standing in the way of your dream it just feels like am I doing should I be doing this like am I in the right place right now and it's like I know this is what my heart wants but I'm getting a really big block (laughs) well maybe to help unblock you we have a fan that's called in who wants to uh to ask you a question um sure hi there you want to uh tell us your name and where you're from hi this is Larry White uh, Hi, Larry. I, I, I'm here. How are you doing, Diana? Good. Uh, yeah, we've chatted a little bit. And, um, yeah, we've chatted you know, on Twitter. and Yeah, Yeah, you, you, you know, I guess it's been a month or so since I discovered your music, and I just keep passing it on, passing it on. And um, what's really impressive is I have a little three-year-old grandson, and he <laughs> wants to blast it every I got the, you know, I got your CD <laughs> Turn it up, you know. So every time, every minute we spend together, you know, he's loving it. So I don't think he understands the lyrics as well right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's so cool. And you know, I, I have really been enjoying you know everything that you've done, and I look forward to hopefully maybe seeing you uh, in concert at some point. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I know uh, we did. Oh, Larry, do you have a question for Deanna? I do. Uh, and I did uh, D, uh, DM this, but I know you're busy. Uh, yeah, I know you're heavily influenced by Stevie Ray, of course. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. Um, the other uh, the other question I have was, and I'm a big Knopfler fan, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Do you, do mm-hmm. you know, has he influenced you at all? Well, I do remember my parents playing him in the house when I was little. So I know that that the influence is definitely, definitely there. And I, you know, I I love Dire Straits, and I hear, uh, I listen to their music all the time. So yeah, I mean, I think I've taken a part of everything, and I used I was exposed to pop rock, country, everything, and blues. Um, so it's all it's all a part of me. It's all in my DNA now. All right, we are talking with uh, Deanna Rain, the six-string siren blues guitarist and singer, about her new album, Long Road. And you can talk with her, too, just like we just did. Or you can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for the question, listener. Um, something jumps out at anyone who takes the time to listen to your story, and that is mm-hmm. that uh, you are an inveterate lifelong learner. If you want to accomplish something, playing the guitar, playing the electric guitar, the drum machine, the bass, being a mom, marketing and distribution, you do it. Um, what, what stops you from delegating this and forces you just to focus on learning everything? <laughs> um, I guess necessity. <laughs> um, being a mom, I'm restricted with time. So my son has been a huge gift for me to just um, to just be the captain of my own ship. And when he sleeps, I work. And it's usually, you know, at times when it would be harder for me to just leave the house and do something like I feel like I need to be here with him. So, so you know, I am working, and then I'll watch him on camera. And when he cries and he's me, I run up and <laughs> I tend to him, and then I come back and I continue working. So. It's been necessity in working certain hours, and yeah, okay. You just well, can't get, let me the, tell you, uh, get out of the as house. A, <laughs> as a father, it gets better as they get older, and at some point, you don't have to do that any longer. Um, yeah. Somerset, <laughs> Somerset in New York City has emailed in a question, and Somerset wants to know: Do you want your son to become a blues guitarist? Um, you know, he, he doesn't show an affinity for it. He really loves soccer and he loves uh, drawing. My husband's a graphic designer, so maybe that's where he gets it from. Uh, he loves music, but I wonder if he thinks that music is his competition. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, well, I, <laughs> so maybe yeah, he thinks music is, yeah. is wicked um, because this yeah. is a wicked album. So let's play a little bit of, of that song. Um,
I wanted people to to get a little bit of that that guitar work in there because that is a wicked song and and the, the lyrics in it because <laughs> they're wicked mm-hmm. wicked the voices inside I want to do right but something's holding me back. Who are the wicked voices inside? Um, well, I think everybody has wicked voices inside, and uh, writing this song is my way of getting them out. I mean, looking back on my life, there were times that I made dumb decisions and I did stupid things and I can't really take them back. And I maybe regret them and maybe people I've hurt and things I've done. And, and so it's just my way of kind of working through that. Through song. Well, when you say you, you made dumb decisions, join the human race. I don't know anybody. That <laughs> hasn't, right? uh, and, more, and that brings right? up a question. Uh, brings up a question. If you didn't have those wicked voices in your head, could you do what you do? I don't I don't think so. I feel I feel like writing music comes from a place of exploration and questioning hum, like your human existence. If I was happy all the time, I don't think I would be happy. Like I need I need emotion. Emotion makes me feel alive personally. Okay. Well, of course, if you were happy all the time, you wouldn't be singing the blues. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the, the blues, blues. Um, you've talked at various points about your quest to combine majors and minors and how you watch the videos of artists who can do it. You want to tell our audience why it's so important to be able to do that? And are you satisfied with your ability now? Yeah, I think you're speaking about like when I, when I play guitar, how I, can, there's a ma- minor scale and a major scale, and most great guitarists they combine both. Um, mostly, so you're not one note, but you want a full palette to be able to express yourself. And and BB King was the master of this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I feel I'm I'm constantly working on it, but now because I'm exposed to it and aware of it. I'm able to hear it more, and then in turn, I'm able to play it more. And I'm not really conscious now that I'm playing the minor scale or the major scale now. It's kind of all melding together as a voice. So I hear it in my head first, and now I'm more able to produce it. Interesting. I've, I've always, you know, I hear from a lot of musicians that they hear things in, in their head before they even play it, and some of them tell me they can actually see the, uh, the notes on paper. We have some uh, some more email here. Um, Lila mm-hmm. in Salt Lake wants to know. This is interesting. Did mm-hmm. you experience discrimination as a woman playing lead guitar mm. in the blues world? I know there are many girls with guitars now, but I just wonder how is it? Hmm. I I'm really happy that there are more women. Uh, I feel like I'm at a point where it's definitely accepted and encouraged and, and embraced. Um, I mean, my teacher, Kelly Ritchie, has been doing it for 30 years, and I feel like maybe she has been exposed to more adversity. Um, But for me, I feel like now is the time where people are are embracing it more. I'm sure I'll come across, and maybe I have come across, but I kind of block it out. I kind of block it out, any negativity or anything I feel like is not towards my higher purpose. It just kind of falls off because it doesn't help me um, rise to the occasion. So, yeah, I'm just – my radar is negativity. 
<laughs> okay, well, actually, actually, you're right. I, uh, the blues world has has braced female guitarists. Whenever I go to a blues festival now, there are always women uh, up there with uh, uh, electric guitars uh, and playing really great riffs, and they're well respected. Uh, it's it's I yeah. think it's so common now that nobody even notices. Um, I'm yeah. gonna come back to something you just said, and mm-hmm. um, you've said that that blues rock is your destiny. And that mm-hmm. it's been a long road to recognizing that and going for it. But you had a, an acting career. You were in Dennis the Menace. You were in Home Alone 1 <laughs> and 2. You produced your own film, G- Gypsy Children. What is Gypsy it about gift. music? Gypsy Gypsy, thank you. It was, what it is it about Gypsy music gift. that can push even acting and directing aside? Oh, man. I mean, uh, I feel like when I, since I was a little girl, um, Music has been so important to me, and uh, and it makes me, um, I don't know, it gets me in touch with, like I said, my emotions, and not that acting doesn't, uh, but it's interesting that in every single acting project I have had, music has been a part of it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and it hasn't been the other way around. Well, I guess you could say I do act when I when I sing, or I'm I'm pulling up a character myself at a certain point in time when I sing too. Um, you know, I don't know if they push each other aside. I feel like they complement each other. Um, but I do get more enjoyment from being able to create whenever I want, which is not exactly what I was able to do in the acting realm for most of it. I created Gypsy Gift towards the end of, of the acting career um, before the music really took flight. So, yeah, I don't, I, I think they complement each other, but I'm really focused on music. I just, playing my guitar, there's no better feeling. Like acting could never come close. <laughs> well, there's, there's not a lot of feelings that are better than listening to you play the guitar and sing. Uh, and I want to play a little bit of my favorite song on the album, uh, both for the lyrics and the music. This is Down, Down, Down. Notes there just sort of grab you in the guts. That is such an incredible <laughs> piece of music. And again, you. you know, your your lyrics tell a story driven along, with, you know, with those stellar guitar uh, notes. I love the lines, going to hunt you down through this town, throw it mm-hmm. down till you're no more. I'll <laughs> chew you up, spit you out. Don't you doubt, baby, it's war. Um, mm-hmm. Who was the hapless victim of that little bit of determination? <laughs> well, I was going through a little health thing last year uh for the whole year pretty much that was a big question mark and nobody could give me any answers 
And so I just took it upon myself to beat it down with the song and uh, let it know that it didn't have uh, a life that was going to continue. Like, I still don't know what the heck it was to this day, but it's disappeared. So... (laughs) So whatever it was, sayonara. Like so, this yeah, this song was was made for that. <laughs> you you intimidated it with your music. Well, we have a couple <laughs> more emails here. <laughs> um, Raphael in Los Angeles wants to know what happens when you have your throat operated on. Does it take a long time to recover your voice, or does it come back right away? Um, you have to go on vocal rest, so you cannot talk at all for two to three weeks. And then you wow. start vocal therapy um, for like two months. And uh, and then I pretty much did nothing. But if I had, because I was so broken, but uh, if I wanted to continue, I would just, I would have gone to a, a vocal coach right after and just continue to get it stronger. But yeah, it's really weird not talking for for two or three weeks. Well, I bet you learned to, to write notes really fast. Uh, yeah, and if you think about <laughs> it, the vocal cords—if you look at your thumbnail—they're about as long as your thumbnail. So all that voice oh, wow. comes from that little tiny apparatus. Wow, I, I'm very yeah. impressed now. Um, Elena <laughs> in San Diego wants to know if you do you have any advice for girls who also want to play blues guitar I do um I I would say every day uh chip at it some there were days when I couldn't do anything physically like play guitar but I would watch I would watch my hero Stevie Ray Vaughan play um and just like think about it all the time I was completely obsessed so I would say do something every single day towards learning and then you're going to wake up like a year later or two years later, really proud that it just we're losing you. Hello, are you on a? Can you hear me? If you're on a cell phone, don't move. Right. (laughs) Okay, I'm not moving. Can you hear me? All right. Okay. okay. I Um, I would say chip away, chip away at it every single day. Okay. Um, you know, later in, in, the, in the song, Down, 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 um, you let loose with a soaring rift, and we got a little taste of it there, and it's a real kick in the gut, which reminds me of something you said, uh, and I, I think it was about your time studying the guitar with, with, with Kelly Ritchie, who you just mentioned, that you were drawn to music that gave you a guttural feeling. Is that song mm-hmm. a guttural feeling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can't <laughs> okay. wait to get to that last thumb mama. Well, I can't wait for it either, and uh, I'm after the show, that's one of the things I'm going to do. But right now, I want to give our um, – uh, we're almost out of time here, but I want to give our audience a little sample of just your pure guitar playing. This is peace, and this is guitar.
I, I know why I love that song. It, 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 it clearly demonstrates that you are far, far along that, that road um, in, your, in your guitar chops. Well, now that, now that you can do that, now that you have some of the best chops in, in, in um, blues, where do you go next? Um, I feel like I'm a baby still, so um, I'm I'm on my guitar every single day, and I keep asking myself questions. What do I need to learn? Um, what's yeah? What do I need to get better? So uh, that's next. <laughs> that's always next. And then playing live is next. Um, playing live and getting out there, and uh, yeah, and writing more music. Well, good. You you can answer about five emails that have all arrived as where you're going to be playing live. And I, I guess you don't have any dates booked yet, do you? No, I, we're in talks for some festivals, but I'm not at the liberty to talk about them yet. And I'll okay. be doing open jams around Southern California um, just to get up there and play with friends and uh, have fun. Well, please let me know. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, promote them here on the show, and I want to go to two of them, too. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> okay. Well, however, uh, sure. where should people go to, to follow you and find out when your uh, live gigs uh, go up? Uh, the best place is com, and it's R-E-I-N. That's what my last name, Rain, uh, dianarain.com. And from there, they can connect with me on Twitter with the same handle and on Facebook. Facebook, I'm at Diana Rain Music. Um, yeah, so those are the main places. And they can okay. also hear my music on iTunes and Spotify. And they can buy an autograph CD from my website, dianarain.com. Okay. Well, Diana, we are out of time, but uh, I want to thank you so much uh, for taking thank the you time so much. away from all <laughs> that you do to, to talk to us. We're really honored. Hello? Hi. Thanking you uh, for for taking the time to be with us, and uh, that was Diana Rain. She's the six string siren. You can stream her on Spotify. You can get her music at dianarain.com uh, on iTunes. And while you're there, take a look at the cool T-shirts that she has for sale. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, when we come back, the Maku Sound System joins us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to operationhomefront.net. And we're back. We're back. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at uh, Music Friday Live. And uh, we'd always like to hear from you. You can phone us here at uh, 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, before we meet our next guest, I want to remind everybody, and especially the musicians and fans out there, that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts. World Arts is the global music platform that connects artists and fans and industry pros and all over the world. World Arts offers bands live performances, video shoots, recording sessions, and master songwriting cl classes. 
Fans can get new music. They can see intimate shows. They can see Periscope shows. They can see live shows. They can also meet their favorite artists and little meet and greets. So if you're a band, a fan, or a member of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. You should sign up, www.worldarts.com. It's free. Music Friday Live is there, and you should be too. Well, as those of you who are regulars know, I often celebrate the dynamic mixing of cultures and music in Los Angeles. Now, Los Angeles is a city that used to be Mexico and is now majority Latino. It's an evolution that's created one of the most vibrant music communities in the world. But there's also an explosively vibrant immigration-based music community in New York City, where Latinos make up about a third of the population and there is no majority of race. The New York City mixture is generating an eruption of musical and cultural creativity all of its own. And like in Los Angeles, the changing demographics bring tension resistance. To the Maku Sound System, an immigrant band based in New York City, celebrates that diversity while it pushes back against the resistance and the pain. They use music that blends the jungle rhythms of Central and South America with the funk and Afro rhythms of their city. Plus, they have a special spice all of their own. Uh, they have just dropped their second album, and it's infectious, joyous, and it's very pointed, to say the least. And we have Philip, Phil, Felipe Quiroz from the Maku Sound System, and I want to welcome him to Music Friday Live. Hello, Patrick. Uh, uh, hello to all your listeners. Thank you so much for, for uh, having me here today. Uh, I didn't massacre your last name, did I, Felipe? Uh, no, it's Kiros. Kiros, okay, all right. Kiros, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Like the musical instrument. Uh, well, that's similar, a piano. Yes, yeah. Right, yeah, uh, okay. the widow. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, first, um, you've got a new album, and the new album rocks. Uh, I, I think it really Thank fulfills you. your mission in life and music, which is to make people dance. And uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I understand that it took a year and a half to write it, and then it went through some interesting production processes so could you tell us a little bit about what went on at the creamery studios in brooklyn that made this album so good yeah sure i mean um yeah this album uh, as compared to our previous records definitely was the, the the one we took the longest to to make on um, our previous records it was pretty much like we would just uh, schedule a day to to record the album an album and we'll be basically writing music right up to like the day before we went into the studio with this one we we wanted to really take our time in writing the music and developing the songs and also play them live uh a lot of the songs that are in this album we were playing them live uh for about a year before we went into the studio um we also did a lot of um sort of demo recordings and home recordings we we basically recorded the whole album ourselves uh first and, you know, listen to it, and we're like, okay, this works, it doesn't work. Um, and by the time we went to the creamery, we were pretty happy with, with, with uh, how this, the songs were sounding live. And pretty much we just uh, went in and recorded the album in two days, mostly everything live, played together. There was a very minimal overdubbing just in the vocals and some horn parts. And... Um, we worked with uh, with Quinn McCarthy, the engineer, before. Uh, he also helped us record some demos. Um, so he sort of knew our sound and, uh, and uh, knew the songs, too, and that sort of helped a lot. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty happy with the result. I mean, I think it captures the a lot of the live energy that we have live, which is uh, at the center of, of, of the nature of the band. You know, it's the eight musicians pretty much going at it, <laughs> uh, giving it all. So it's, it's it's not an easy band to record for sure. Um, but I think with this, with this, with this, with this record, uh, we're pretty happy well, with it. Well, you did it brilliantly. I mean, it, it oh, does capture you. that live feeling and uh, it, 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 it's even the MP3 sounds like um, a WAV file or a RAW file with no clipping. I mean, you guys, it, this is brilliant uh, in the oh, musical, thank you. The musical term, brilliant, uh, as well as the uh, the intellectual. But you know, you're more than a band. You're you're a community, and you're a community resource, and you're kind of a message machine. Um, you make people think while they dance. Now, how does your immigrant background drive the thinking part of the band's music? Well, you know, I think it's just, uh, you know, six of us are immigrants from Colombia who have made uh, New York City their homes. And my personal case, I've lived half of my life here in New York City and half of my life in Bogota. So it's just who we are, you know, and it's the fact that we left our home but also made a new home here. It's just uh, inevitably, like, you know, permeates everything we do creatively. uh, and we value that. We value a lot of things that, you know, we, we love a lot of Colombian music, uh, but we also love a lot of music that we got exposed to here, you know, on the streets of New York City, a lot of Caribbean music. Uh, um, so so just the, those, the, the being able to to see both sides and learn from both things, I think it's, it's a very beautiful and valuable thing that we, we definitely like to get inspired by. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just it's just who we are, pretty much. Well, about halfway through the album, I, I discovered the song that really, really put me on my feet, and uh, let's play a little bit. Of it. That gives you that gives our audience a, a taste of the of the brilliant energy and the dance ability and like I've, I've said before, of, uh, it's a good thing I have a, a long extension cord on my earphones because I can get up and dance in the studio. But there's some great lyrics in there, um, lyrics that that got me thinking. For it's inevitable to hear the voices of all colors when in mixing and coming together they represent the rhythm of our beating hearts. Why yes. is that inevitable? Uh, why is it inevitable? I mean, it's it's just um, it's who we are. You know, there's a bottom base as to we are all the same. We're all people. You know, we're all the same. We all have uh, a heart and, and, and water within ourselves. And sometimes we get too caught up in, in the difference among ourselves. Um, and uh, the inevitable, it's an interesting word itself because, you know, it's spelled the same in Spanish and English and it has the same meaning. Um, but I think, 
what we value a lot is, is, is not, you know, there's a concept of, of mixing, which is the name of the album, which is called Mezcla. A lot of, uh, some people think, uh, like to mix things and become things more homogenous. And I think we find value in actually the difference among ourselves when coming together, uh, make a, a much powerful uh, group and, you know, force and whatever you want to call it, you know. I think yeah. the difference among ourselves, are, it's actually a very valuable thing that we but can learn from each other. Up a very powerful statement in the video for that song and a statement's about yes. gentrification in Brooklyn and the, and you contrast the old and the new. And I notice that you didn't blame the newcomer in that video. Um, mm-hmm. Here in LA, the, the new American Latino uh, music blend of, of Latino and rock and rap is bringing all people together. Like you talk about, and we're having mm-hmm. the same gentrification problems uh, too. Um, is your is your music and music in LA bringing the the new and the old together in communities to talk about these things? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we try to do. I mean, uh, we're not necessarily like constantly like active, you know, trying to push like a political cause or a social cause. It's more like you know, this is the realities that we're living, in and this is what's happening around us. And and as artists, we we can't just ignore certain things. And I think. You know, there's a lot of things to get inspired by. And, uh, you know, our social context, obviously, like, permeates, like, our um, our creative uh, output, you know. Uh, in that video, the thing, that's the a thing powerful a lot video. of, like, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think with, with a lot of, like, political resistance uh, music, per se, like, uh, it, it likes to point fingers a lot. And, I mean, we don't, we don't necessarily feel like we have the, the right to be like judging or pointing fingers or like you're wrong you know or like we are right you know because we are we're, we're also just learning you know and we're, we like to keep it humble and like just basically try to talk about our realities um uh but yeah the video is, is a great it was really awesome uh, a friend of ours did it and um we work with an animator in barranquilla uh who is also really great and all the characters are Real people in the neighborhood, uh, our singer Juan, who uh, he sort of co-directed and wrote the story, uh, he lives in the neighborhood and he's been there for a while. So these are all like his neighbors, basically. Uh, for our, our listeners, uh, you should go to the, um, the the YouTube channel for the Maku sound system and take a look yes. at that video. It, it, it will make you think and make you dance, but uh, it, it's really very powerful. I especially like the the ending where you actually show people in the neighborhood with with their their names. That that uh, makes them yeah. real real people. Um, yeah. Well, moving on to to music, uh, the song that opens the album um, again. It's an incredibly brilliant sound. This is Agua.
Well, I think that gives everybody, if, if there's anybody out there listening who's not dancing, um, I don't know why not. Well, later on in that song, um, you sing that no one can stop you. Um, what is the, the message of agua? I mean, it means water, but what, what's the real message in that song? Well, I mean, it, it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways, but I think, you know, agua is an element that, uh, again, it, it's, it's within us. I mean, we all have a lot of water just in our bodies. Uh, and is an essential uh, thing that we we need to survive, and sometimes we over overlook uh, certain necessities. Um, and I think agua is the thing that definitely can bring us together. And there is also like uh, a lot of uh, shortage of water <laughs> in a lot of places on the world. Uh, there are people that are affected by contaminated water right here in the states, where you know we just know what just happened in Michigan not too long ago. And, you know, um, so we'd like to basically dedicate this uh, song to to the water itself, you know, which is uh, such a beautiful thing that sometimes we overlook and we all carry within ourselves and we all need it. So And, and you do it in such a happy way, too, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah, with I mean, uh, Felipe Queros of uh, Maku Sound System, and you can talk with them too. You can call us three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. You can email. Some of you are already emailing. The emails are coming in already. Well, I'll give the address anyway. It's Music Friday Live at Gmail dot com. Felipe, we do have some emails if people want to ask you some questions. So, sure. Why don't we turn to those? Why don't we start with Bianca in New York City? And Bianca says, "Love the dance vibe. The band is dope." Do you ever play at Friends and Lovers? I guess Friends and Lovers is a venue in New York. Yeah, it's a it's a venue in Brooklyn, Bedside, not too far where I live, actually. Um, no, we haven't played in in, in Friends and Lovers. Uh, we would love to. We are playing in Brooklyn uh, next Friday at Sunny Vale, and uh, uh, I think it's in Bushwick. Uh, it's our album release uh, party. Uh, we're playing with. Another friends, uh, Artronica and Caricatura, and it's in June 10th in Bushwick. And if you go to our website, macuzonsystem.com, all the shows are listed there. We try to play in Brooklyn as much as we can. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, Bianca, not friends and lovers, but uh, at Bushwick, so be there, all right? Now, Mateo in Los Angeles says, um, I see on your site you will be playing on the West Side in August. Do you have any East Side dates for the community? Are you and I talked about this earlier. Uh, we are working on some uh, shows in the East Side with uh, some friends uh, we have over there, but it's nothing is completely locked in yet. But I am pretty positive that something's going to come out for that weekend. We're coming. We're going to California for the weekend, playing at Careful on the 11th, and then we're. Uh, trying to look in some other dates uh, right after that and stuff. So definitely yeah. on the on the on the on the process, or be on the lookout for that because we will. Well, Mateo, you should uh, you should follow their website and also. Um, yeah. Uh, Felipe, are you uh, are you on bands in town? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we are in okay, bands well, in town. People should 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 um, follow you on bands in town. That, that's why how sure. I find out where people are going to be. Uh, Nancy yeah. Ann in Austin wants to know if you've ever played at South by Southwest. She says we need more dance music like yours. Oh, yeah. We we did go to South by Southwest and uh, a couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago. We also went back to Austin 
the year after. Um, we love playing in Austin. It's an amazing city, so much great music. Subway Solos was cool. It's kind of crazy, though, for bands. It's like, oh, my God, after, like, five gigs and six days and just, like, running around town like crazy. Um, yeah. But we will definitely love to go back to Austin. He hasn't, we haven't been there in, like, two years. But um, I love Austin, and we should also try to make it there in the fall. Well, here's um, an, an, another example of one of your unique um, music blends, which people can hear without uh, waiting for you to go to South by Southwest. This is La Ahisiana. That, that's such a, uh, a great happy song. Now I am up dancing. Now I, I did um, uh, un- unwind. <laughs> all, right, all right, hold on. I'm going to sit back down again so I could, don't have to bend over to get the microphone. Um, is that um, um, Isaiah back there on the clarinet? Yeah, that's Isaiah Richardson Jr. from the Bronx. A brilliant musician, magician, actor, dancer, uh, performer. He's a uh, He's really brilliant. Um, he's in the clarinet there. Yeah. Um, like Diana is uh, yeah, it's just a fun, uh, loving song, basically, just uh, telling this girl how beautiful she is, and I'm just going to wait for you early in the morning. Um, so, you know, there, there, there are love songs, there are family songs, there are uh, political songs. You know, there's just a lot of things that are just basically day-to-day Reality is that you know we live living in a big city with a bunch of people from everywhere. Well, it, that, the clarinet, when I first heard it, adds a little bit of of klezmer to uh, to that song. Uh, it's really a yeah. nice. It's kind of a little accent that that floats along the top. It's, it's really really nice. It, it, it's is that um, a Haitian song? Um, no, I, it's I, not I'm, a Haitian I, song. It's okay. um, it's just basically singing to a beautiful Haitian girl. But um, okay, all right. Uh, it's no, it's a cumbia song. It's, it's, a, it's from, I mean, the rhythm is uh, so. kind of a Colombian, and you know, yeah. uh, a lot of Colombian big bands in the uh, starting in the fifties and sixties, uh, starting with guy uh, Lucho Bermudez, and uh, he incorporated the clarinet into a lot of Colombian music when he like started instrument like using instrumentation to um, to adapt like traditional songs that were in Gaita, like in indigenous flutes, he basically brought in the clarinet mm-hmm. and started like transcribing it for clarinet. So there's a lot of crazy clarinet playing in Colombian music. Wow. Okay. Because well, we have a, a, a big Colombian um, community here in Los Angeles and then mm-hmm. Cumbia has definitely invaded everything here, <laughs> at least all the yeah. big dance clubs. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, when I listen to that, I, I, I said, you know, that does sound cumbia, but you're singing about a Haitian woman, and I know there's a big Haitian community in in New York, so I kind of wonder about that. But yeah, good, thank you. Um, it did sound uh, cumbia-ish. Yeah. Uh, well, 
I, I can't let you get away with a couple of things, but one of them is uh, we're in the middle of a pretty contentious election, uh, probably the most contentious election in our history. And one of the points of that tension is immigration. Now, I'm not going to mm-hmm. ask you about your political preferences. Don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> but let me ask you this. Is it a good thing that America is having this conversation? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing. Uh I mean, it's also a conversation we've been having for a long time. I mean, I don't think this is new. Um, You know, we've been talking about immigration for a long time. It just hasn't really uh, reached the the levels of of conversation that we need, you know. Uh, I think uh, there is a migrant crisis in uh, not not only in the States, but in the world, you know. Uh, We just uh, learned that uh, this last month, like, about a over a thousand migrants have died trying in the Mediterranean Sea, trying to get to Europe. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a you know the children migrant crisis in the Mexico-U.S. border. There are people being displaced by by um, by natural disasters and global warming. So you know the movement of people and people being displaced by either conflict or economic violence or uh, climate change is it is it is part of 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 our global reality and um, it is very important that we talk about and and address it uh, and well, in, um, in mm-hmm. do you do you see a, p- a possibility that your music might enter into that conversation uh, being used at rallies or fundraisers or voter registration drives I mean, I don't know about necessarily that kind of use, but I think uh, you know a lot of um, the the strengths that some of the migrant uh, display, you know, when they when they are forced to do these journeys, are it, it's 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 really something that I think me personally and some of the people in the band also like feel very inspired by, and we you know it doesn't often get uh, recognized how much. Suffering and 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 uh, struggle that migrants have to go through, and so we like to sing to them, you know, and and write songs for them. Uh, we have a song in the record called "The Barrio," which is uh, about uh, a kid who basically goes from Guatemala to Texas by food, and it's based on a true story from um, Andres, our drummer. He's uh, he. His dad, uh, who now lives in Texas, uh, adopted a, a kid who was 15 years old when he arrived in Texas, crossing the wow. border. So, um, wow. you know, those are the kind of stories and uh, that don't often get uh, a light on, and we as musicians uh, get get inspired by it. And so we just wrote a song, a song for him. Wow, good. As you know, there are many bands now that are incorporating this message. La Santa Cecilia with uh, its song Ice and uh, Las Cafeteras. And um, Mm -hmm. some of the guys from Ozamotli have started a a little side band called uh, Los Dreamers. So the message is definitely getting out there. Uh, We have a few minutes left, so and and I want to give our our, uh, listeners a sample of another one of your songs. This is uh, De Barrio.
that's a very, very short uh, clip from uh, Di Barrio. Uh, the word barrio carries a negative connotation, but as I spend more and more time in the barrios in Los Angeles, what I see is that it's a very live, loving community. Uh, is this the same in New York, too? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. And, you know, even in, in, in South America, it doesn't necessarily have that negative connotation. It's just basically, you know, a neighborhood. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Well, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we are out of time. Um, to have to explore the barrio next time you're you're on the, the show. So I want to thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. This has been a joy. Oh no, thank you, Patrick. This is this is awesome. This is great. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. This is Felipe of the fabulous band Maku Sound System. You can see them live tomorrow night in Lincoln Park um, in Yonkers. You also mentioned you have a uh, a, a date, um, another date also in Brooklyn. And, and June 10th, yeah, it's our album release. Uh, pretty small, intimate venue with a bunch of friends, so that's going to be really fun. June 10th at Tony Bale in Brooklyn. Okay. And, um, yeah. And also the 18th in New Haven Green in New Haven, and you're going to be in Germany in July, and then you're coming to my town at, at the Skirball Center in uh, Los Angeles. That's the big building yes. up on top of Sepulveda Hill. So go to their go to online to their site. Uh, that's the Maku Sound System dot um, com, and you can RSVP for their live sounds, and you can get their music uh, at uh, Glitterbeat Records, Amazon dot com, iTunes. You can stream their single. Um, on their website or on Spotify. And they are great. You'll be up and dancing. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feeds, we'll give you real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. And our broadcast partner is World Arts. You should sign up at World Arts. We are brought to you by Solar City. That's another place you should go. Solar Energy is going to save the world. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com forward slash music Friday. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash music Friday. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed there and listen to us as a podcast. Next Friday, our guest will be John Wyman, who's better known as Algae. It's going to be lots of fun. And we're going to have the duo Goodbye Blue. Plus, plus, the New York EDM queen, Salme, will drop in. She's got a new song. She's been on the show before. You've heard her before, but she's got a very, it's going to be a great show uh, next week. Well, that's it for now. Everybody should have a great musical weekend. I'm going to leave you a little bit of um, La, La Haitania. <laughs>